0: Did you know that your favorite band also loves your favorite hockey team? If you love hockey and you love music, you're gonna love Bar Down Breakdown, a podcast that explores the crossover between alternative music and the sport we love, hockey. Every NHL player wants to be in a band and every band guy wants to be an, an, you know, a pro athlete. With guests from all over the globe, come along with us as we interview some of the most captivating names in alternative music and talk about why we love hockey and how it's influenced us. You know, there was a, for a few seconds, I thought of like, well, maybe we should wear a Montreal jersey. And then each I was like, hmm, I think you should stay neutral. And we're like, yeah, Yeah. you know what? You're probably right. So tune in every Tuesday on the Hockey Podcast Network, where we'll have a brand new guest and a unique look into the bridge between hockey and music. Hello LA Kings fans and welcome to Season 2 Episode 10 of the Kings Den as always presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Jordy Cunningham. Thank you so much for joining us here on Episode 10 of Season 2 of the Kings Den. As always, before we get started, don't forget to follow us on social media at the Kings Den THPN on both Twitter and Twitter. ...and Instagram. Don't forget to follow me, your host, Jordy Cunningham, on Twitter, at CunninghamJordy. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, at Jordy underscore Cunningham23. We wouldn't be here without the Hockey Podcast Network, obviously, so don't forget to check them out on Twitter and Instagram as well, at HockeyPodNet. Don't forget to check out the network on YouTube for all of our great video footage around the network... And don't forget to check us out on Patreon for just $1. You can find all of our exclusive bonus content around the network, including After Hours and everything else. So definitely go check us out on Patreon as well. For just $1, you can find all of the exclusive bonus content. How are we doing, LA Kings fans? It's Wednesday night here as we record Season 2, Episode 10. Thank you so much for joining us. One week tonight, or I guess as you're hearing this, one week today... The LA Kings will play their first home game. Their first game of the season. One week from today, the Kings will open the NHL season. How exciting is that? How exciting is that? Season starts next Wednesday, the 13th. A week today as we record. The Kings open on the 14th. We're a week away from LA Kings hockey. It's been a long 10 months since LA Kings hockey. But we're almost back. It's so exciting. We have so much Kings news to talk about, but we have to start with something. Way we got to start with something else first. We're not starting with the Kings first. We have a lot. We have a lot more to talk about with them when, especially when it comes to training camp and such. A lot of great stories that we're talking about. A couple guys I want to highlight, but we got to start by talking about the World Juniors. I love the World Juniors. I've stated this over the last few episodes. This is one of the best tournaments every year. It is so much fun. And you just had the feeling it was going to come down to Canada and the U.S., wasn't it? You just had the feeling. First of all, congrats to Team USA beating Canada 2 to nothing in the gold medal game last night. Alex Turcotte and Arthur Kaliev were huge For the states in this tournament. And especially in the semifinals and the finals. And as a Kings fan. That has to get you excited. That really does. Brock Faber was great for Team USA as well. As a Kings fan. There was a lot to be happy about in this tournament. We talked about everyone and their numbers last week. Because four guys were eliminated. But still, five of them were in. You have to be excited about these kids. You really, really have to be excited about these kids. These prospects are next level. And they are really going to help this Kings team out. So let's go over it quickly. When we last talked, we were just getting up to the semifinals. Well, in the semifinals, Canada beats Russia 5 to nothing, And the USA beats Finland 4-3 to three in The U.S. semifinal and then the final between Canada and the U.S.A. were two of the most fun hockey games I think I've ever watched. Canada steamrolled Russia in their semifinal. In that semifinal, of course, Quinton Byfield. Three shots on net, 12.51 of ice time, no goals or assists or points. And Jordan Spence, he didn't play. His only game actually was in the round robin where he did score a goal. We mentioned that before, but he didn't play the rest of the way. He was like the seventh defenseman on the team. Then you... But let's get to that other semifinal. USA versus Finland. This wasn't just Turcotte and Kaliev. This was Samantayov as well. Kasper Samantayov. That's the correct spelling. That's the correct pronunciation. I have that right now. Sorry about that. What a game he had. So I just want to go over this quickly. So the U.S. was up 3-1 is Up 3-1. Turcotte had one of the goals. Kaliev had an assist at this time. USS Up 3-1. They're sitting pretty. But I said, man, I said it the whole time. That Finland team, they were tenacious. They were fun to watch, that Finland team. They never gave up. They were a lot of fun to watch. And that was highlighted by Kasper Samanteov. He had an absolute game in this in the semifinal against the US. He had two goals, five shots and was a plus one. He had the one goal, he had he had the goal he had the first goal for Finland and then with what seven eight minutes left, he scored the goal to make it three two and that broke Finland open. That that's when they said, Okay, we're tying this game and they went on to it. Kasper Sementeoff was one of the best players on Finland in the tournament. He was so much fun to watch. Just so much fun to watch. But then, let's let's keep with the Kings prospects here. Let's get to the heroics. Finland has all the momentum. Samateov has two goals. Finland ties it. And then, with a minute 16 left in the third period, Arthur Kaliev has this shot. No one is stopping this shot. This shot couldn't have been more perfect if he tried. This shot by Arthur Kaliev. Top corner, past the Finland goaltender, huge clutch goal, gives the U.S. the 4-3 lead, and they'd go on to win the game and head to the gold medal game. But, like, first of all, what a hockey game it was. USA wins to go to the finals. But, Kings fans, from a Kings perspective, be excited. Kasper Sementeov, two goals, five shots, plus one. Alex Turcott, Arthur Kaliev, a goal and an assist each, both plus one. They were both around 15-16 minutes of ice time. And Kaliev's goal, absolutely clutch. A minute 16 left, and he gives the boys the lead. It was just an unbelievable game for Team USA. And just a great hockey game, like any hockey fan would have loved watching that game. And then, you get to Tuesday. The medal games. First of all, Finland, congrats. Kasper Samantayov. Bronze medal is Finland beats Russia four to one at the tournament. Sametayev had two had two shots and plus one in the bronze medal game. No goals, no assists, no points, but he kept off a great tournament. Finished the tournament with four goals and three assists. He had a great tournament. So shout out Casper Sametayev for having a great tournament. The future is bright for you in an LA Kings jersey. And then you get to the gold medal game. Again, congrats to Team USA on beating Team Canada. I know a lot of listeners are probably cheering for Team USA. As you guys know, I talk about the Kings here, but I'm up in Canada. I I was cheering for Team Canada. Or you might just be cheering for Kings prospects like we're talking about here. USA wins gold, beats Canada 2-0. Byfield had a solid game. He had two shots. He made an impact, had a couple big hits. But this game played by Team USA, that was a near perfect game. You weren't getting a game much better than that. That's about as close to a a perfect hockey game as you could get. The USA absolutely shut Canada down. That kid in net, night, man. He's something else. Actually, can we talk about... uh, I'll get to what the Kings... What Turcotte and Cali have done in a second. Can we talk about the problems that... The problem that is looming for the Florida Panthers? They still have Sergey Bobrovsky for six years. And just under $60 million dollars. And both those goaltenders in the game, Spencer Knight and Devin Levi, they both played unbelievable in this game and all tournament. They're both Florida Panthers goalie prospects. Uh I think there may be a problem goaltending wise down the road for Florida. I just have a hunch. But we'll see what happens. Anyways, Canada or the USA beats Canada two to nothing. Alex Turcott scores Early in the game, the Kings prospect making impact early scores makes it one to nothing. He uh, he finished with the goal with the goal and was plus two. And around eighteen minutes of ice time, Kaliev he had an assist on the two nothing goal that was what was it fifty nine seconds, seconds. no thirty two seconds into the second period. Kaliev had an assist on that goal. He was plus two and he was just under fifteen minutes of ice time. Just. The Kings prospects really can play. Brock Faber was great on defense as well in this game. Tarkhan and Kaliev, man, they came up when they needed to. They came up big. They came up huge. And it was awesome to see. That, like I said, that was a near-perfect game from Team USA. They get the shutout. In the final 10 minutes, Team Canada could not get anywhere in the slot on the ice. Between the circles in the offensive zone, they cannot get there. The USA did a great job keeping them to the outside. They just... Canada could not get to the slot one bit. The USA kept getting the bodies in front. It was just an unbelievable job by Team USA to shut down Team Canada. And if you're Team Canada, man... What was it? Twenty first rounders Yeah, Kirby Doc got hurt. But even then... Like, this was one of the best Team Canada teams in years. And like, they just won gold last year. But that was one of the better Team Canada teams in years. And it's too bad that they couldn't come out with a gold medal. And I just want to say... Think about this for Team Canada. And I'm not making excuses. I'm not making excuses, but just think about this. Imagine if Kirby Doc didn't get hurt in the one pre-tournament game. And imagine if the New York Rangers say, yeah, you can have Alexis Lafreniere for the tournament. Imagine that. What would what have it? What would it have been like then? Again, I'm not making any excuses for Team Canada, but I'm just saying, just playing devil's advocate. What would it have been like then? But anyways, congrats to all the Kings prospects that played in the World Juniors. They all showed showed impact. The future is bright for the L.A. Kings. Again, Casper Samanteoff, a bronze medal, great tournament. Quinton Byfield and Jordan Spence silver medals. Byfield played in every game. Spence only played in one game. And, of course, Alex Turcott, Arthur Kaliev, and Brock Faber. Gold medalist for Team USA. So, congratulations to them once again. And, some big Kings news here. The tournament's now over. And today, right after the tournament, Quinton Byfield from Team Canada, Alex Turcott, and Arthur Kuliev from Team USA, and... You guys know I love them. Tobias Bornfoot from Team Sweden all got on a plane together down to L.A. They are going to join Kings training camp for the last few days of it. They have to quarantine first. I believe it's for four days, maybe seven, maybe a week. But they will get a little time at training camp with the big club. And I'm so happy that they're getting that chance as well. I'm really, really happy that they're getting getting that chance. So Turcotte, Kaliev, Byfield, and Bornfoot all heading to Kings training camp. They will have to quarantine for a little bit first, but then they will be able to join training camp. And one more World Junior note, actually. LA and Anaheim. They're going to be fun. Real soon. Real soon. That top line. Of Turkot and Kaliev With Trevor Zegers. Trevor Zegers is an Anaheim prospect. He's off to training camp as well for Anaheim. He... Was unbelievable in this tournament. He was the best player of this tournament. He was so much fun to watch. And also Jamie Drysdale. The defenseman for Team Canada. He's an Anaheim prospect as well. And he's going to go join Anaheim training camp right now as well. The future is bright for both these teams. Brighter for the Kings right now. We know they have the better prospect pool. But the future is bright. For both of these teams. And it could be a fun. like the, The California games are always fun. But man. Watching these kids play. It's unbelievable. It really truly is unbelievable. That's going to. This division is going to be a lot of fun for a long time. A lot of fun. For a long time. The Honda West division. For this season. If you missed that. The divisions got sold. And it will be the Honda West division. For the 2021 season. Anyways. That was World Juniors Recap. Congrats to all those players again. And I'm so happy that Byfield, Turcotte, Kaliev, and Bornfoot are are off to training camp to be there for a little bit of of training camp. A little bit as I can because I have to quarantine a bit and such. And speaking of training camp, let's talk a little bit more about that. We talked about the first three days of training camp. The Kings took Sunday off and they were back at it Monday. But I want to talk a little bit. Before we talk about that, we talked a little bit about... Drew Doughty and, and Ole Mata last episode. There's a real chance that they are going to be a deep pairing to start the season. There was a great article about it on the LA Kings website that there's a good chance that they start the season together. Ole Mata played for the London Knights in London, Ontario. Uh, Drew Doughty's from. London, Ontario. They've skated a little bit together in off seasons together. Mata, twenty-six years old, has has a bunch of experience for twenty-six, has two cups, joining Dowdy with two cups. And you know what? There's they're really excited to have the chance to play with each other. Moda even went on to say when he uh when he got traded to the Kings. I was excited. I knew the Kings had been through a rebuild the last couple of years. They've obviously They've obviously been tough years. Nobody's happy. It's not easy to do that. I think they're on the other side of it. Looking at the players we have, we have a lot of good young players, whether it's the older guys who still who are still great players or the young guys who we have who are really good. Now, they've been practicing together, and I love that Doughty and Mata could be a deep to start the season because I think there's a really strong chance that they're going to play really well together. They skate together in the offseason. They they've got they've gotten to know each other and I really think that they could be a good defensive pair together. They like the style of game with, with each other. Dowdy's happy to be playing like Dougie wasn't complaining, but like the last couple of years he's played with like young defensemen by his side. And I think he's happier to be playing with a little bit more of a veteran guy by his side to start the season, because I'm pretty sure it's very much sounding like that's gonna be the opening D pair to start the year is gonna be Drew Doughty and Oli Modded together. And honestly, I like that a lot. I really do. Anyways, now we get to day four of training camp. The groups had changed a little bit. And when you look at it, head coach Thomas Lowland even said this. He said, When you look at it, it's gonna look like group A is more of NHL and group B is more AHL and group A group A is a lot a lot bigger. Thomas Lowland said that's not the situation at all. He said, We want to work on a little bit of special teams these next couple of days and he even went on to say if you're in Group A and you think you're on the National Hockey League team, you're dreaming right now because we're nowhere near making decisions final. If you're in Group B and you feel like you've been released or you're stuck in the American League, then shame on you because that's not the case. We, move, we will move players around depending on what's working on on day-to-day. We're legit, we legitimately could have a 29-man roster when you think of 23 and 6 on the taxi squad. If somebody ends up being a little disappointed and is dragging their lip a little bit, it's probably going to cost them in the long run. I don't think that will happen, but you never know. So having said that, the groups that started day 4 of training camp, we said the group uh group A was bigger. Group A featured Amadio, Anderson Dolan, Anderson Brown, Carter, Fagimol, Firk, Grunstrom, Iafalo, Kempe, Kopitar, Lazar, Luff, Moore, Villardi, Wagner as the forward group on defense it had Anderson, Clegg, Doughty, and Mata, McDermott, Roy, and Walker. And I want to talk about John Walker a lot this episode. And Peterson and Quick. And meanwhile, Group 2 was more, like we said, AHL guys. Dudas, Isamont, Amama, Kupari, Madden, Raja, Thomas as a forward group. Alt, Brickley, Mouver, Phillips, and Strand on defense. And Grozenich, Ingram, and Vallada as the goaltenders. But like head coach Thomas Holland said, It doesn't matter. The groups don't matter right now. And then they they went on to talk about Jeff Carter a little bit. And you know what? We talked about this a lot last episode. Jonathan Quick talked about it. And this goes for all the veteran guys. This just just doesn't go for Carter and Quick. It goes for the Dowdies. It goes for the Copatars. It goes for the Dustin Browns. Yes, it's a struggle. Because you want to get back out and play in hockey. But when you're older. When you're a little older. When you're a veteran like the guys are that I just mentioned. The little bit of extra time off is nice. Yeah 10 months is a long time. Between games. But you know Carter was hurt. For the last few weeks of the season. Last month of the season. He didn't play much. He was hurt. And you know what? He Jeff Carter is happy to be back on the ice. And according to head coach Tom Fallon, He's looking really really good. Jeff Carter went on to say, when it when it came to the time off, that, uh, I, I, when it came to the time off being a benefit, he just wanted to say, I just turned thirty six, so as so as much time as I can get to heal up and get ready to go is definitely going to help me in the long run. He's been it was a hip injury last year. He's had ankle problems as well, and you know what? He admitted to the ankle has lingered a little bit for the last three years. It's lingered a little bit, but you know. He feels good. He feels like it's not lingering anymore, and he's really excited to be back. And and like I said, head coach Thomas Lallon said he's looking good as well. He's been skating with Lazotte a lot, Carter, and I like that a lot. I like having a veteran on the right wing of uh, Blake Lazotte. And you know, Jeff Carter can take faceoffs as well here and there, so I like that as well. But... Head coach Solomon went on and said he's looked really good considering what he's been through and the amount of time he's been off. I just think that Karts is such a smart player. He's a big man, he skates well, and he's always looking to do good. And like I said, camp's different. It's shorter. You have to be ready to go. And Jeff Carter looks ready to go. Again, he had a lot of time off. He didn't have surgery till the end of May. But he looks a lot better. The rehab's been working well. And he, it looks like he's it looks like he's ready to go for the season and the Kings need a healthy Jeff Carter this season. And now want now, so that was Jeff Carter. I'm really happy for him. And now let's talk about the defense a little bit. There's two guys I want to highlight in the defense here. Two young guys. Two younger pres- we talked about Drudy <laughs> Drudy. Doughty and Motta. Drew Dowdy. Drew Doughty and only Mata. There's two more defensemen I want to talk about. And you know what? There are two young guys, but they might be able to be a D pairing as well. That's Mikey Anderson and Sean Walker. I want to talk I want to start about start with Sean Walker. Sean Walker had a great great rookie season last year. And you know what? I he's such a solid defenseman. Yeah, he doesn't put up as many points. What was it? 30 points last year? Five goals and twenty five assists, I think. That's great for our rookie year. For a guy that's more of a defensive defenseman. And you know what? I really don't think there's going to be no sophomore slump for Sean Walker. He was a rookie last year. He really came into his own. He was, what, second on the team in defense behind Doughty and time on ice. I really like this kid. And you know what? I really don't think that there's going to be... Uh, I really just don't think that there, he's going to be behind. I really don't think he's going to lose a step in this whole thing. And you know, I find a lot of quotes to talk about here at the Kings Inn because I'm not in LA or anything. And head coach Todd, Todd McLellan went on to say, I think he made tremendous strides last year, and I see him picking up exactly where he was at the end of the year. We understand his strength and weaknesses, what his strength and weaknesses are. His biggest asset is his legs, his ability to get around the rink with and without the puck. We think that there is some power play ability for him. He sees ice fairly well. I would love to see Sean Walker get a chance on the power play as well. Again. He put up 30 points last year. He has a chance to do great things for this team on the back end, and I really hope that he gets a chance to do that. I really think he will. He's one of the guys we talked about. It. It was a struggle last year, but the Kings finished with seven straight games. And you know, I guess a lot of the, a lot of the veterans and they're like maybe happy that the season ended early. You know, not for Sean Walker. He didn't want the season to end. He even talked about it. He goes, definitely the break was something that, that I didn't want. I was playing pretty I was playing pretty well. Last year, I, I was starting to find my game in the D zone. So it would have been nice to not have the long break that we had. But I, I came back here pretty early to work on things and prepare. So I'm feeling pretty good about my game. Hopefully, we can hop back in there where we left off and go from there. That's the mindset you want to have with this team and for these young guys. You won seven straight in March. You went undefeated in March. It's been 10 months. It's been so long. You want to come back with that attitude of, yeah, we're going to keep doing that. And you know what? Good for Sean Walker. I love that. I think he's going to be great. I think he's not going to have uh, a sophomore slump at all. That skating ability has probably just got better. It was good last year. His vision out there is great. And, you know, I want to see him. I think he's only going to get better. His positioning is going to get better. His breakouts are going to get better. And, you know, I really want to see him on the power play. As well, I think him getting a chance on the power play would be awesome. And again, he got a he got a three year extension in the off season, so the Kings obviously believe in him and rea- really really like what they saw out of him in his rookie season. And I'm really excited to see what he's gonna bring to the table. I really am. And I want to. talk... I know. I think Sean Walker's D partner should be Mikey Anderson. Yes, he only had six games in the league last year, but he was impressive. And by all accords, he's been even more impressive so far in camp. Todd McClellan even said, listen to this quote and tell me if you think Mikey Anderson's on the is on the team or not. He said, Mikey, in our mind, has worked his way into our lineup and in camp. It looks like he's going to stay there. The amount of poise and the type of plays he makes, not only offensively but defensively, is pretty rewarding. Mikey Anderson is going to be a defenseman on this team. And he's going to make an impact on this team. I love this kid. He's so good. He was great at the World Juniors last year. Despite a poor effort from Team USA at the last World Juniors. But he played great in his six games with the Kings last year. And I think he's going to be a mainstay on this blue line this year. And for a long time. I really do. So again, I'm really vouching for... To the two of the three D pairings to be Drew Doughty and Ole Mata and Mikey Anderson and Sean Walker. I really think that that would be awesome. I really think that that would work out well. And I really hope that that, that happens for this, this LA Kings team this season. And just one more note about day five of training camp, Tuesday's day of training camp. That there's been a line going on, the Swedish line. We talked about it last time. Of Samuel Fajimo. L- Lars Anderson and Carl Grunstrom. And then... But then, until yesterday, Jared Anderson-Dolan got added to it as well. And then, even on... uh, Even on Tuesday, Fajmo was put down to the second group along with uh, defenseman Ducey. Todd McClellan said, don't read into that at all. It was just for one day. There's nothing wrong with them. He actually... He's actually noticed that Fajmo is felt is more and more comfortable at camp and they're doing a great job as a line he just wanted to see something different for the day that's all that's what training camp is meant for so he said don't read anything into that at all because Samuel Fajimo is still gonna get a chance with the Kings for the rest of training camp and honestly I really think he is gonna get a chance to prove himself because I really like this young kid and I think he's really gonna make his debut in the NHL this season I hope he makes opening night roster but I wouldn't put my money on it at this point I, again, we have to see what happens. I would really like him to be on the opening night roster, but I think he'll be a taxi squad player. I don't think he will be on the opening night roster. And also, what makes it, uh, what makes it tougher as well? We've talked about what's gone on in training camp so far. The Kings had an addition to training camp today on Wednesday. After he finally finished his quarantine, Andres Athanasio was added to to training camp today he was automatically put in group one anderson dolan was actually sent down to group b to join fagimo down there and uh athanasio was on a lo- was on the left wing with lazotte at center and carter on the right right wing and honestly i like that a lot i really want to see that the lines for group a today on uh, wednesday january 6th were culpitar centering follow and brown lazotte centering athanasio and carter Velarde centering Kempe and Ferk, Amadio centering Moore and Wagner, and Anderson centering Grunstrom and Luff. You know what? I dig that. I dig those a lot. But you know what I also see there? There's five lines there. There's there's going to be There's still a ton of competition here for this LA Kings team, and you know what? I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I'm really, really excited to see what's going to happen. I'm really excited to see what Athanasio is going to add to this team as well. Again, he brings a lot of speed to this team. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens for this young LA Kings team with all those prospects and the speed and the changes. Oh, I'm just so excited for this team. One more LA Kings note before we let you go here on episode 10 of season 2 of the Kings Then. We don't know when it's starting yet. We are hoping for the start of February. But the Ontario Reign have opted in to the American Hockey League season. Yes, it will be a lot different this year because each teams have the six-man taxi squad, 23-man roster, six-man taxi squad, so there won't be as much calling up and down between NHL and AHL. But nevertheless, the Ontario Reign, the farm team of the Los Angeles Kings, have opted in to the, to the AHL season. I believe there are... Three teams that have opted out, so it's going to be a 28-league, 28-team season. And some logistics are being uh, figured out with that. Like, I know the Vancouver Canucks, St. Louis Blues are going to share uh, the Utica Comets, the Canucks Farm team, because St. Louis' team opted out. So, the logistics being figured out like that, but the LA Kings don't have to worry about that because Ontario Reign have opted in to the 2021 AHL season. So, good on the Ontario Reign just a little bit of King's news that we wanted to add there because it is a big part of the LA Kings. This has been episode 10 of season two of the King's Den. Thank you so much for joining us here on episode 10, season two of the King's Den. As always, before we let you go, don't forget to like, rate, share, and subscribe. Share it with your friends. And after you listen to this episode, go listen to All the other great podcasts around the Hockey Podcast Network because everyone is putting in great work right now on every podcast for every team and all the original shows. Everyone is so excited, so excited for the NHL season to start one week from now. It starts in less than a week when you're listening to this, and everyone around the network is so excited. So go, after you listen to this, and after you like, rate, share, and subscribe it, go listen to every other podcast around the Hockey Podcast Network, and go like, rate, share, and subscribe their podcast as well, because everyone is killing it around the network. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Thpn. I also just tweeted, I'm sorry that I haven't been as active on Instagram lately. I will be more active on Instagram, so go check it out at the Kings Den thpn. That's the same for Twitter and Instagram at the Kings Den thpn. Don't forget to follow me, your host Jordy Cunningham, on Twitter at CunninghamJordy, or if you want to follow me on Instagram at Jordy underscore Cunningham twenty three. Like I said, the Hockey Podcast Network. Follow them as well at HockeyPodNet on Twitter and Instagram at HockeyPodNet. For all the great video footage around the network, just search the Hockey Podcast Network on YouTube for all of our great video footage. And don't forget to check us out on Patreon for just $1. You can find all of our exclusive bonus content, including after hours and so much more. So go check us out on Patreon for just $1. I hope you're having a great week, Kings fans. I hope this this makes your week even better. I know it's been tough in the States this week. I know it's been a... a (laughs) Tough doesn't even describe the events of today but i hope you guys are doing okay down there and remember we're still living in a pandemic so wear your mask be nice people stay safe and we will talk to you on monday for season two episode 11 of the kingston have a great week and a great week